Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. And I am Mo Awkward. You can just call me Mo, because every time people ask me if I want to watch Larry Cohen movies, I always say I want to watch Mo. Yes, Mo, Mo, <laughs> Mo. Um, <laughs> so, we had such a terrible movie last week. We had something that was just soul-crushingly bad and very, very difficult to get through. In yeah, the, let's it, never watch Geely again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one, that movie rules. Uh, the, the movie we were talking about is Hard Rock Zombies. That one was tough. So we decided to take a break from terrible movies we and need do a, something. We need a comfort picture. Exactly. Something that we both love. And uh, it's going to be a little more mainstream than what we normally do. But we're doing the stuff. And the stuff is great. The stuff is unequivocally one of my really, favorite movies. I wouldn't really call a movie about killer yogurt mainstream. I mean, that's not going to be your summer popcorn blockbuster right there. For us, it's, for us, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty mainstream. Um, it's mainstream compared to Hard Rock Zombies, yes, let's say. Yes. It had a $1.7 million budget. Mm-hmm. And it's made by Larry Cohen. Who is amazing, a, a genius. Yes. We were just talking about how great the documentary about him if is. If you haven't seen King Cohen, check it out. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah, I saw him speak at a Fangoria convention a while back. Actually, quite cool a while. Cool kids call it Fango. The Fango convention. Get on it. Like a billion years ago <laughs> in New York, and it was pretty awesome. He was talking nice. about like like finding movie reels and doing crazy stuff. It was awesome. Very cool. Mm. So, so this movie. Now, I've always contended that this movie... He says that it's about junk food, that it's like a, a metaphor for well, like eating that, too much junk food. That and know. consumerism. And consumerism. And, uh, and uh, profiteering. Yeah. As in like the tobacco companies profiteering. Right. Up. They know they're selling you a harmful thing, but they, right. they don't care. Exactly. And they I, spell that all out in this movie. Of like, course. I mean, it's not yeah, like, yeah. Except that I feel like because of the timing, because it's 1985. Mm-hmm. You're literally talking about right as they've introduced tofuti and tofu in big ways into the marketplace, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, what the fuck is it? It's protein? Well, but it's a big white block. It's yes. just this weird thing. Oh, I never thought about I that. I think yeah. it's a scare film for tofu. That's what I've always <laughs> thought of it as. I've always thought of it I've as I've never like, thought of it like that. Now you know, I like, yeah. like the radioactive whatever, you know, big big mutant ants. Is whatever your, happened to frozen yogurt? You just had me thinking about Remember TCYB? Was that what it was The called? country's best yogurt? TCBY? Yeah. TCBY. Yeah, that's it. Shit was know. everywhere. Whatever happened to them? I think they still <laughs> live in malls if yeah. malls are still a thing. Are there still malls? The Auburn Mall nice. has a store left. Really? <laughs> I went up to my hometown of Presque Isle, Maine, uh, and there were probably five uh, places left in business in that mall. Yeah. The rumor was that they were going to use it as a potato barn. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, upsetting, but yes. pretty fun. Yeah. You know what? Screw them. That's what you get for building malls. <laughs> I all just right. I wish that people would take malls and turn them into that level from Tony Hawk Pro Skater and yes, we could all just skate yes. in them. So great. Anyway, let's talk about the stuff. The stuff. All right. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. Okay, so we start off in this movie with like your your real Stephen King stupid old man doing something insanely <laughs> insanely hey, stupid. There's something weird on the ground. I think I'll pick it up and taste it. Worse, there's something gooey bubbling out of the ground. Let me put it in my mouth. Yeah, uh, it's you so fast too. Like, oh, also stuff. <laughs> Absolutely, that dude would never have lived this long. 
doing this. Like, if that was his approach to everything, this guy would have been dead by age 15. Oh, what happened to Harold? Oh, he died day one at the hydrochloric acid factory. He just got a job. At. Hey, what's this? <laughs> just eats literally yeah, everything. I want a spinoff movie with him. <laughs> It's just been his super eating habits yes. where he will eat literally anything on the ground and it doesn't kill him. Oh, my God. So, well, he, yeah, so that's what we, we, we start with seeing yeah. this white bubbling gunk coming out of the ground and a railroad worker yep. picking it up, scooping it up, eating it, and then telling his buddy, come over here. You eat it, too. And, and his he, buddy eats the shit off his finger. So there... <laughs> <laughs> There's an old screenwriting thing where it's like you can have magic once in a screenplay. <laughs> and I feel like this one dude eating this goo out of the ground is your first, is your one magic trick. <laughs> I feel like the second dude, you've got too much magic. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing this other And then he calls his other friend and <laughs> the scene yeah. goes on for about 20 minutes with about 73 <laughs> different people all eating this thing off this one guy's finger. The, the theatrical edit, they yes. brought it down to two people. <laughs> uh, but man, yeah, so... They decided that it's so good that they think they could sell it to people. Mm -hmm. That's their first thought. Like, after both of them eat it, they're like, this is so good. We should bottle this and sell it. We should bottle it and sell it. Like, it could be anything. It could be gray water. It could be, you know, like, (laughs) transmission fluid that's gone funky. It's like... It actually looks like what happens to uh, to oil when it gets too viscous in a like when water mixes with it. Yep. It like foams up. It's disgusting. There's no way anyone would eat this. <laughs> no. But they do, and it is the greatest thing ever. They're very excited about it. So these guys have they've got their business plan all mapped out. So we cut to the kid in his bed with the most boss return to living Jedi <laughs> return of uh, return of the Jedi. Uh, bed set ever. Yeah, he's got the shower curtain too. Oh yeah. Oh, his bathroom is awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a Motley Crue poster there <laughs> too. A shockingly awesome bathroom and bedroom combination for that kid. And they spent all this money, and they wouldn't spend money on uh, on any kind of window. Uh, he has no like, screen. He has no screen because the kid wakes up and he's getting eaten alive, which is which I found a little fun little subtext for the movie there, where he's like, oh, "I'm getting eaten alive," like. Oh, and this, as a, yeah. so, so mosquitoes. Not the are stuff. you saying that the mosquitoes are they eating him or is he eating them? The mosquitoes are stuffy mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if mosquitoes bite people who have the stuff? They become a stuffies. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Stuff goes. <laughs> this is horrifying. Okay, so he he's getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. He shuts his window. Yep, goes downstairs. It's super hot, and he goes down to check the refrigerator. He gets a drink of water that he doesn't use a glass for, just sticks it in his face um, with his hands. He's a kid. He's a kid. Uh, then he goes, use glasses. he goes to the refrigerator and sees the stuff moving on its own. That yes. the, uh, so this scene's always kind of tricked me out in a way because the stuff is pretty... I mean, obviously the stuff moves. We see it move. Yeah, but it, but it is, moves with it's a benign. It moves with a ninety-nine percent of the time. Yeah. So like, why is the stuff out of its thing just walking around the fridge at? Two in the morning. (laughs) Good question. Like, it would get busted way... Like, nobody ever sees the stuff move. And if it just went on joywalks like this, it would... Obviously, other people would see this, and it would become a... Yeah. But this one kid becomes the only person in the entire country that sees the stuff move and raises the alarm bells. Really strange. Yeah. um, I mean, it's it's plot nonsense. It's it's what they needed to do. It's not... It doesn't make sense, but 
they needed this plot point. So you that's need how it to see down. this stuff move. Yeah, he yeah. needs to see something happen. And so. it looks awesome when it does. Uh, the effects in this are great, I think. I love them. Yep. I love the effects in this. And Some are better than others, um, yeah. but nothing's awful. There's there's two awful scenes. The uh, the scene in the uh, in the the recording booth, that's oh, awful. Yeah. That's like a front projection, not even yes. a rear projection. Yeah, yeah. With the ooh, looks rough. Looks like an old Bird Eye Gordon kind of thing. Like it just does not look good. But other than that, I mean, this movie. I mean, and it's, when it looks bad, it adds to its charm. It's still fun. Yeah. It's it's such a charming movie. It's just. Everything in it is fun. When it's cheesy, it's fun. It's a it's a comedy. It's not it's not meant to be taken yeah. seriously. Uh, the Blob nineteen eighty eight set the bar so damn high though for Ooh, blobby so blobby did. masses that it's just like yeah yeah. This movie. I, I find it hard to like not compare something to that whenever I see it, something Oof. with like a mass moving. That movie is so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Stay but, on track. But you know. But speaking of which, <laughs> the stuff is also great. <laughs> so, uh, so his dad comes in, catches him in the refrigerator. I don't know if the dad is already a stuffy, and he's like, or if the dad has been a dick since day one. Because it's just like usually you don't get in trouble for having a midnight snack. <laughs> what the hell are you doing down here? <sighs> yeah. Supposed to be in bed. Well, sorry, I woke up and wanted a glass of water. Like, jeez. Yeah. So, and the dad's not like that for the rest of the. Uh, well, maybe he was a dick, and then the stuff made him nicer. Ooh, yeah. Because so they did he, become that super saccharine family there after they... Could be. You gotta try it. <laughs> yeah, God. That yeah. scene. That is so upsetting. Um, so now we get... We cut to this this ad. This is another moment. There are going to be a bunch of moments where I don't know what I'm talking about here, which is not that strange, but who is this person? This is supposed to be a person I know, and I don't know who it is. Are you talking about the blonde model? Who's yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I, I... And she has the weirdest voice, too, right? It's like, when I was a kid, and I thought nothing would ever be better than ice, ice cream. cream. But now I've got the stuff. <laughs> she's got a weird, a weird voice. She's got a weird face. She's like, everything about this is a weird... Who is she? Yep. Uh, I think it's just in this maybe universe, just random pretty spokesperson. I think she's. I, I think she's a cameo of some famous person. I don't think so. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Could be wrong, but I assumed she must be because it's so bizarre. Yeah. I feel like I was supposed to know who she and was. I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, she's got like a, a lisp and like some other weird stuff mm-hmm. going on. She's got like a Malcolm McDowell nose. She's got like weird. There's some weird stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was Carol Channing so bad. <laughs> that would have been a cameo. So, uh, so are we at the stuff commercial production yet? Um, Where they're making the commercial. So, Another cool thing with this movie is that we see uh, they um, they did a really good job on making fake commercials, and there's a great jingle for the stuff in this movie too. Yeah, and uh, the packaging for the stuff looks fun. Yeah, uh, so good. They they went all out with the um. That part of it, yeah. So we see we see them making this stuff commercial, and it's I have a bizarre time with this one where they, where they have the the supermodels <laughs> or the supermodels, yeah, in in giant fur coats and one piece bathing suits, and um, it's they're not that young, which I no. thought was weird, like not to be ageist, but it's just like usually on commercials they take the young right. pretty people, but they have these older. <laughs> not so attractive ladies in bathing suits and fur coats and yeah. it's just like feed each other the stuff very <laughs> odd choices yeah I there's a lot of choices in here yeah. that are weird but first we're introduced to this thing where it's the uh, 
it's that meeting of everybody on the boat. Oh before yes, this. yes, where we meet Mo. So this is Mo. this is where Mo is introduced, and um, Mo is played by Michael Moriarty in this, who is a Cohen regular and brilliantly an amazing actor. I love this guy. Yeah, he's great. Um, we learn here that Big Ice Cream is trying to <laughs> trying to put the kibosh on the stuff because it's stepping into their territory. Yeah. And so they're hiring an industrial saboteur, who is Mo, uh, to come and, and fuck him up. Mo uh, Rutherford. Yes. Who was an ex-FBI agent, and he recognizes the other FBI guy there, and they instantly have a, a hate fight. and little macho dick-measuring yep. contest. And then he punches him on the way out for seemingly <laughs> no reason, but maybe they, maybe they actually know each other. I don't know. But... Uh, they knew of each other for sure. Yeah, so Mo put. So they probably had something. Yeah. in the past. Whatever. Yeah, Mo proves that he's brilliant because he's. He snuck a microphone yeah. in one of the guys' suits. He knows everything, and he and Mo's great. He comes off as such a like a bumpkin, like a. Right, and his and his real his quote was, uh, <laughs> "Nobody's as dumb as I look." Yes. <laughs> and you may not be as dumb as I as you look. Nobody <laughs> is. <laughs> nobody is actually as dumb as I look. Yeah. So that was that's cool. We've got uh, we've got information that the Food and Drug Administration something funky's going on that a bunch of people who are involved in the testing of this new product are all disappearing. Yep, um, the product was just fast tracked, and just, nobody knows why. Nobody knows why nobody's done anything about it. The stuff's ingredients aren't listed. Nobody knows what's in it. Yep, and so but they just keep eating. Yes. Um, so the, we also get the kid having another little freak out on his. We cut back to the family. Kid has a freak out oh, on his family yes. for eating the stuff. Don't eat that. And then blah, blah, blah. Nothing happens here. Um, and then we go to the lab where we learned that the reason that uh, that the stuff isn't being uh, FDA certified is because it's, it's protected under the same thing that protects the formula, the for, formula Coca-Cola. for Coke. The proprietary secrets act. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The statute of identities rule that protects, <laughs> protects Coke. Um and then we, we get the the weird model commercial yes. here. Another line in this commercial I like is um the um I forgot her name, the main director of the commercial. Yeah, I, she's she, like a main character and I'm she, not yeah. gonna remember is she Julie? I don't know. Yeah, fuck. Sure. Yeah, but sure. Julie's watching the models and she and uh I love one scene she's like, Oh, get close up on those faces. Those girls are those <laughs> girls are really pretty. And it's like, why would you have the not pretty ones? Like, isn't a commercial supposed to be all like the prettiest, glossiest thing you could and she's like a uh, an ad exec who yes. who's like a millionaire. Uh, it's insane. She's super the, successful. She's the director of the commercial, and she's also like the act, the marketing director at the same yes. time. Not only did she design the packaging, yep. she named the product. She's also directing That's their commercials. Right. She is a jack of all trades. Yes, she's doing like four people's jobs, but you know that's why she gets the big bucks. That's why she. That's why we have. Swimsuits and fur coats. That's after that's all that work, you're probably sleep deprived. That's, <laughs> that is probably true. There, answered the question. Yeah. So Mo shows up at this shoot, and he's just like, "All right, everybody, break it down. Everybody, take a break." <laughs> Takes over, and he just completely shuts everything down, and convinces her that he's a, a big oil executive, and he wants to buy her company and put her in charge, so that she'll shut everything down and come talk to him. Yeah. And uh, so, so she offers. He offers to buy her company. And yes. Put her in charge. Of, what is that? Is that <laughs> it's fine. And uh, but um, she's like, oh, that changes everything. Let's let's go outside. He's like, my limo is right outside. She's like, so is mine. 
I mine's bet. bigger. I bet mine's bigger than yours. But, but then we cut away to something else, and it always makes me wonder, did Mo actually did have, have a, limo a limo out there? Who knows, man? That's a good how question. Far do you, how far do you carry the ruse? Did you actually rent a, a limo with a driver to pretend you're a oil baron? Good question. Um, so we cut away this from that. This movie was so we, also um, super cut down, too. Yes. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that, that got left. Including the scene where they go to the hotel after that. So right. we never find out whether whose limo they took. Oh, really? But okay. that was one of the scenes apparently that got... Yeah, it was apparently a much longer movie and a much more serious... I guess they put it. Like really? It was, or serious wasn't the word I was looking for. He called it a much more sophisticated picture. <laughs> <laughs> so they wanted it to be huh. more fast and. I like the way that it is. I love it. Um, this is where this is the great scene. This is the the grocery store scene. Supermarket where, where uh, the kid shows supermarket up. Supermarket sweep. Yeah, just shows up <laughs> and just starts fucking up every package up of the stuff. Everything of the stuff. Oh man, I remember <laughs> when Cohen used to go to to conventions and he'd just have stacks of these containers and oh, he'd yep. sign them for like 20 bucks. I never got one and I feel like an idiot. If anybody <laughs> has one out there that one that they want to sell me, I would like to buy it. I was actually going to make one for the picture today with uh, but my printer was out of uh, a cyan <laughs> cartridge apparently. So damn it. That would have yeah. been great. Um, yeah, so he knocks the knocks the stuff out of a kid's, out of a kid's hand. hand and then just goes nuts. <laughs> Here's another part of the stuff that I question with this scene though. Uh, he wrecks all the stuff that's in the ice cream in, yeah. the, in the open refrigerator. You know what I mean? Then, but then he takes the rake and he knocks all the other stuff that wasn't in the fridge. And after he's done there, then he smashes the door and breaks all the stuff that's in the freezer. Like, does the stuff need to be refrigerated? I don't Did, understand. I mean, it's, it's 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 weird that the grocery store has stuff in the cooler, the shelf, and the freezer. One of the uh, one of the lyrics to the song about the stuff is that it never. Uh, it never thaws. Is was one of the lyrics. Really, I was like, it never thaws. Yeah, I had the subtitles on. It's like, so I don't. I think it's just talking about its viscosity or something. Okay, I, I really I know don't know. If it was know. like a preference, like if some people like it cold, like yogurt, or they can have it hot, freezing like ice cream, or you could just eat <laughs> just room like temperature. a stuffed toddy. Yeah, like, mm, I like a <laughs> like a nice toddy. boiling hot cup of stuff. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Oh God! Mm, stuff casserole, anybody? stuff loaf. I I actually wish they had gone further into people doing like yeah, shitty craft yeah. recipes, or like, like a fake, macaroni and fake stuff. cooking show. Oh. Welcome back to cooking with stuff. Oh my God! That just been great. everything's gross and white, but it just like, has like noodles <laughs> or, in it. Or it's like a Julia Child's parody, and then the stuff pops out and attacks her, and they station. We'll be right back. <laughs> Scene. Might have been too far, but yep. <laughs> but this is awesome because this is where Mo visits Danny Aiello for no fucking yes. reason. So Danny Aiello plays an FDA guy, like big if- big name dude showing up in the middle of this movie. Yep. Um, and and him and his dog, him and his terrifying devil dog. His dog. He he is afraid of his own dog, and I I don't understand this scene terribly. I don't Unless either. You can. Uh, and if anybody else is listening and can help me out. But the dog is afraid. I mean, Danny Aiello is afraid of the dog. And Danny is a FDA tester for the stuff who approved yes. it. And he, he's being questioned by Mo. Why did it get approved so fast? Why did this go through? And and, and he's being super helpful. Oh yeah. Like, he's going through and he's, like, finding old files for him. Yep. Like, he is really, like, taking a deep dive into this stuff to help him. Yes. So when he walks upstairs, Mo starts snooping like he does. 
and opens up a room and just sees tons of stuff in the kitchen, like tons of cans of stuff all and, over the place. And the other thing is that it's all unopened. Yes. Like so. every time you see stuff and you're supposed to understand that people have eaten it, they've crushed the containers. That's yep. how that's how this movie explains that the stuff has been eaten. There's never a closed container well, of the stuff. I didn't that's think empty. the closeness had anything thing to do with it. I thought it was because that's just his food supply. Like that's well, what he's going to eat. But that's but later on when the dog attacks him, he says, "No, I'll get more." That's huh. my problem. Is that's, that he's and, like And my question, why is the dog attacking him though? Cuz he's like he's a he's providing this, stuff. He's also he's eating feed, the stuff. Yeah. So I, why would he be I don't get why the dog attacks him. When the dog later on does attack him, it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious because he, Daniel grabs a phone and tries to make a phone call, and the dog actually rips the phone line out of the wall. <laughs> I mean, and then opens his mouth, and you see a bunch of stuff come out of the dog's mouth. It looks great. It does. Those all of the like creepy head, like mm-hmm. frozen faced cadaver things are just awesome looking, yes. especially um, for this ridiculously low budget. Yeah, like for a one point seven million dollar budget, this looks gorgeous but i still just to this day don't understand the afraid of the dog why the dog is vicious towards him why it's and also the dog's not vicious towards mo at all like he walked out of the room and mo's like what why is your owner afraid of you like and also mo is trying to uncover the secrets of the stuff the dog is full of the stuff the stuff is telling him to should probably be like oh kill this guy yeah and we've killed everybody else yes it's cool just fucking kill him Mm -hmm. and instead he kills danny aiello (laughs) it's like or, or, or licks him a lot. Or licks him or whatever. <laughs> when the dog attacks him, you can tell it's not a... Uh, it's they, not, they, they not a vicious ra- dog. They kind of ramp up the dog barks on the soundtrack, but if you look yeah. closely, he's just like <laughs> totally loving Aiello. Also, one of my favorite things is how much Danny Aiello acts like Steven Seagal. I could not get it out of my head the whole time. His delivery is dead on Seagal the whole time. <laughs> I, like you could replace him with Steven Seagal and not not even bother changing the audio. It's perfect. Flash forward like twenty years from this movie. I don't know if anybody out there has seen Two Days in the Valley, but Danny Aiello plays a guy who is a, a terrified of dogs in that movie. That's why. And it's just like cool little fun fact. If you haven't seen Two <laughs> Days in the Valley, check it. It's great. I haven't seen it. It's got James Spader, Danny Aiello. Wow. Uh, it's good. Awesome. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> All right, so this this next scene, we're talking about the creepy convenience store scene. So he goes to fill up his car in this town. He goes to the town where the stuff has been tested. Okay. And he pulls up to this convenience store, and he starts mentioning things that are making the, the, the gas station guy freak out. It's like a, it's like a Twilight Zone town. Like, everybody, like yeah. one of those kind of weird, like, everybody's got something to hide, and everybody's trying to be suspicious, but you don't know right. why. And he's also basically like, everybody left. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty much the only person left in yep. this town, is what he what he implies. But then he notices that he has a car following him. He's like, well, that's strange. Two strangers in one day? You don't <laughs> see that very often. So Mo goes over to look at the other car, and the gas station attendant just books, books it into, into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, he could have gone inside, could have done anything. He just goes into the woods. He just runs yep. full steam ahead into the woods. Uh, so Mo goes to check out the other car, and it's empty. But then from behind comes... Or from over the top of the car? He jumps... a trampoline or yeah, something? Yeah, something. Chocolate Chip Charlie enters the picture, played by Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris. Who is man, fantastic. He is fantastic. 
His hands are lethal weapons. Yes. And uh, not really lethal because he because Mo gets the best of him fairly Pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we we learn that he is the head of. I mean, I assume it's a cookie company, right? Yes. Not right. an ice cream company. I think, but I think he's he. I think he's friends with the ice cream peeps because I think the stuff. Okay. I think the stuff tapped into his. I think the stuff is too. just ruining ruining the entire dessert market. Sna- yes. I think he's supposed to be famous Amos. I yes, think there he he's, is. he's an archetype of famous Amos. He definitely is. So so just nobody's eating any desserts that aren't the stuff now. So mm-hmm. every dessert manufacturer is pissed off. The cheesecake factory, everybody's got an operative out there. <laughs> Which is so the weird though that, that the stuff is a dessert thing because when later on in the movie we find out that people only exclusively eat the stuff. Right. Could you imagine eating nothing but dessert like all the time? Like, but there's no. I guess no, if it takes over here, nobody ever explains what it is. I I mean honestly, I still don't know what the stuff is. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it an alien? Is it is it just like a know. parasitic organism yeah. that lives on Earth? They 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 leave that very open for yeah whatever you want it to be. Fair enough. Probably primordial something or other that <laughs> hasn't been around since the dawn of time, and they just <laughs> found it. Um, yeah. So chocolate chip Charlie. Uh, they go, they, they through some, up. through some ridiculous circuitous logic that makes almost <laughs> no sense. They're like, they finally get around to the point where they're like, well, let's go to the post office. <laughs> they just add some plot crap in that gets them to the post mm-hmm. office and they meet this horrifying dude who was cast very well because he looks like he's about to like burst forth with stuff yes. constantly. He just looks like totally he's, a stuffy. Yeah, he kind of looks like he's oozing stuff at yeah. all at all points. Gross and weird, and he's kind of like burping and like. <laughs> and, and so they realize that all of the mail is going to Georgia. Yes, it leads them to Georgia for some reason. Yeah, everybody's left this city, and then uh, so he's like, so he just start. He goes, uh, "Why? He's like, we're not hurting anybody. <laughs> yes. Why can't everybody just leave us alone?" I was like, "What do you mean us? We're just talking to you." And it's like, like burp, burp. hold on, hold I gotta go up Excuse back. me. <laughs> and then what does Mo say to uh, Charlie here? He's just like, what do you think? He's like, he's not operating at full potential. Or no. Full, something weird like that, he says. Yeah. Uh, and it's then just, they literally just kind of stand there and have a discussion about whether they're going to knock him over the head yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and kidnap him. <laughs> and then finally, that he's like, I don't know. That's not the way that I operate. And he's like, yeah, I guess we could do it. I guess we could do it, yeah. And then they, then they decide to go out there. And by the time they go out there... The stuff has left his body. Mm-hmm. It and has gone left, out the window. It has left his husk behind. This scene was shot really weird, man. Did you notice this? Like, when they go into that back room, they, yes. it, they, it looks like they're looking up, but then we cut to his face on the on the ground where they're just like, what happened to him? Because he's all melted because all the stuff left him. But then when we do that shot again, it looks like the camera's from up on a staircase, like, looking down, and they're kind of, like, looking up. I wonder if that scene was... Like we were talking earlier, how this movie was super trimmed. Like, I wonder yeah. if there's a lot more to that scene than we saw because it's just I wonder. the camera angle looks so weird in it. That's interesting. I think I just always assumed that that room was too small and they had to do something funky to the mm-hmm. camera just to get it in there, yep. just to to take that shot. But who knows? Yeah, could have been something but else. You ever play that old game or uh, Alone in the Dark? Yes. Yes, it looks like that. Like the camera's up yeah, high in yeah. the corner of the room and you'd just be walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, one of those like stupid Resident Evil camera yes, angles. Yes, that's the old like, Resident Evil game. God damn just... it! If you just let me look like I would normally look like a person, I'd see that fucking thing in front of me. Yes, jerk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So he's 
this is an this is an interesting variation on a theme for the stuff too because we've never seen the stuff leave a person of its own accord and then come back into a person. Mm-hmm. So he leaves the stuff, goes out, runs out the window, yep, and then comes back and gets back into him and he comes back to life. Because oh. he's he's later chasing them at some other point. Gotcha. Okay. And so he comes he kind of comes back from the dead. The stuff kind of returns into his body, which is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they uh Yeah, so is that what happens? I can't recall right here. I mean he still had some stuff left in him, I think. So who chased them when they tried to run out of that town? Everybody. But like, why? Like who how do they know to the stuff tell I, the other stuffies? Yeah, I can only assume that okay. this is like a, a you know group like hive mind consciousness yep. kind of deal like, and it's cool too when he attacks one of the other stuffies oh there. so like, good punch, chops him in the neck and the neck just starts spraying white stuff out and i like that i like that everybody has a different death too mm-hmm. like some of them like you punch him in the face and they just the cave face in just like explodes a china doll or yeah, yeah. some of them it's like a pink mist when it, <laughs> get, yeah. when it explodes it's cool um yeah that stuff's fun they get away in a boat yes yeah, they climb into a boat. And a rowboat. <laughs> Take off. <laughs> Row faster. And the stuffies can't catch them. Stuffies can't swim. Stuffies can't swim. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, okay. The stuff so, has no... Oh, it does. Fire. Yes. Be like, what is the stuff's weakness? Yeah. It's fire. So that's why they say to cook it. Yeah. Oh, uh, so oh, that's, that's why the cooking shows wouldn't oh, make sense. that's Fuck. so too bad. Damn it. It'd still be fun. Oh, such idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the they go to this little diner and they sit down and he really loudly says, Do you have any of the stuff? <laughs> and everybody kinda looks around. Kind of weird. And oh no, it's on back order. We oh. can't get it here. Yeah. Weird. Um and so he says, Go see my friend Frank Herbert at the the FBI and sends chocolate chip Charlie off. Uh, to Washington D.C. Yep. To go to go talk to this person because Mo has no no credentials left. No one will listen to him anymore. Yep. So, but they'll listen to Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah, he's got twenty That's a name you can trust. He's got twenty <laughs> million fans out there apparently, mm-hmm. according to a scene later on in the movie. Um, and then then a van tries to run him down. A stuff van. A stuff van. Yeah, they're the stuff companies after him. They yep. know what's up. Yep, and so... I wonder if there's, like, a stuff link. Can the stuffies, like... There's gotta be. There's yep. gotta be some sort of, like... Hive mind. Yeah, it's gotta be. Because <laughs> they seem to know where he is all the time. Yes. Okay. So after, like, instantly, they try to run him over, miss, and then it just kind of smashes to him in the office of the the, <laughs> the stuff guy. Which... The guy who's, like, the marketing guy? I thought he was the owner of the company. <clears throat> Are we talking the polar no. bear office that looks like Mr. He's, Birds? He's the yeah, the polar bear office. He's the uh, the distribution guy. He's not the owner. Oh, okay. Because there are two different there are two different things. There's the because there's the the person who's the the commercial person. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's the marketing person. There's the <coughs> sorry. Um, yeah. So the, those two guys have never had the stuff. Okay. Hence the ending. Oh, that's right. Yep. In fact. Hold on one second. All right, we're back. We're in Mr. Burns' office again. Yes. And uh, and we're meeting with the marketing guy who bribes him 25K. Yep. To work for him instead yep. of 
Instead of what? Like going against him? Instead of going like, against him. Okay. Yeah. Like instead of trying to figure out the stuff, just... Yeah, instead he's, he's basically offering him a job to work as like a security guy, giving him like a... He's, he's to too much other of a, saboteurs. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They don't like how, how dangerous he is. And so they're like, fuck it. We'll just give you money. Yep. And he being the smart man that he is, he Takes says, money. I'll take that fucking money. Yep. <laughs> so he pockets the $25,000 and continues to work against them <clears throat> because someone else is paying him money as well. So he's really getting money from both sides. Um, so Mo meets with the lady marketing person again. Yes. And she's now feeling massive remorse for being involved with the stuff at yep. all. And they devise it to, when do they get to the stuff factory? I miss this is later. That's okay. later. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is important because this is where uh, the kid, <laughs> this is where the kid gets in. So they, Oh, cause Oh yeah, that's right. So he meets his friend there who shows yeah. him the newspaper. Yep. So like, apparently this kid doesn't like the stuff very much. Tore and he's apart like, all I need to meet, need this, to meet kid. this kid. <laughs> and the timing is spectacular because this kid is about to get murdered by his family. Yes. Like oh, he yeah. goes in, he pretends, he pretends to eat the stuff. He gets sent to his room with a thing of stuff. And they're like, you can't be a part of well, this family oh, oh, until you eat it. Well, we miss a, the really cool scene in this I like is uh, the slow pan across the kitchen. And we see there, we see all the plates at the dinner table have not been used. Yeah. All the all the dinner settings are set up. In the trash can is like every bit of good food Normal from food. the fridge has all been thrown away. And then we go to the living room and they're just watching the kid play a video game and they're all just eating stuff straight out the <laughs> container. Yes. And and the family's like so super sweet, like, hey, try some of this. Yeah. Like, did you eat dinner? This is my dinner. We're on a diet. I've already lost five pounds and I've never felt better. And he's like, why are you all talking like you're from a commercial? And it's true. The family's just like so surreal. Yep. Like that they're, whole scene. They're all Stepford wived out. Yes. And so the dad says he needs to go upstairs. And if he's going to be in this family, he needs to eat stuff like the rest of his family. Yes. So you go up to your room with this canister of stuff and you don't come down till it's, till it's done. Gone. So the kid goes upstairs. And he's not going to eat stuff because he saw it move. Yeah. So the kid dumps his stuff into the toilet next to his Return of the Jedi shower curtain. <laughs> and his mo- I think it's Motley Crue poster. Motley Crue poster. Motley Crue Shout out the devil the poster. Yep. And, uh, and we see the stuff swirl around and become alive in the toilet. And he's like, oh, shit. Flushes that. <laughs> Closes so, the lid because it's yeah. kind of coming back up. Yep. So he grabs, a, uh, I think, a Barbasol out of the... Um, yeah. It, tough kid. Fills up his <laughs> fills up his stuff bucket with Barbasol shaving cream. Yeah, and goes downstairs to put on the show of and also eating shaving cream. Just for just like if you ever have to do this, I'm gonna say maybe put a little bit at the bottom, like you've just finished it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't top it off. This kid just like layers it right to the top, and he's like, "Well, I guess I've got to eat a half pound of shaving cream, whatever." Yep. Um. Well, judging where he hides later on in the movie, he's not the brightest kid. He's not the brightest kid. <laughs> so instead of just putting a quarter of inch into his thing and eating one spoonful of shaving cream, he fills it completely to the top. <laughs> Goes downstairs and, and puts out a pretty convincing show. Of yeah. <laughs> and, and then leaves it behind when he goes to throw up. Yeah. Unfortunately, the that was his big mistake. dad tastes it and he's like, oh, this isn't stuff. <laughs> and then they chase him. Outside. And Mo shows up, says, get just in. in the nick of time. I love and Mo here too, where he's just like, get in the car. Who are you? I saw it move too. <laughs> Kid yep. just hops in the car, pukes up in his car. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I just ate shaving cream. And he's like, 
You know, there just comes a time in everybody's life when they got to eat some shaving cream. Great line. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for that. Oh, so good. This movie rules. Yes. So they go jump onto a, a Learjet there to fly out to... This is the part where I missed some... I don't remember. I don't remember why they're doing that. But he goes with the other girl, the ad girl, and the this kid is, in a plane to the factory where they're right. making the stuff. And so they, they get just, a guided tour of there somehow. They just basically... So the reason is because she's the marketing person for the stuff. Okay. So she says... We're going to come in here and we're going to film a commercial with the factory workers who are making the stuff. And that's oh, going to be okay. part of our new marketing yeah. campaign. She says it to the workers while she's there. Maybe you'll be in the commercial for this uh, thing. Okay. And so that's how that's how they, they get, get in, in there. there. Okay. Um, and the kid, they leave in the plane. Yep. They're like, sleeping. Well, yeah, but like they leave him there for a day and a half. <laughs> like they go to the motel, leaving him at the plane. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they just... I have no idea. He's a pretty forgettable kid. I forgot. Clearly, about this. <laughs> clearly, they were just like, he's gonna be fine for two days in the plane. The pilot's babysitting him. They did say something to the pilot. They're like, yeah, if he wakes up, I don't know. They they said if I can't remember, there was some contingency that they were supposed to fly him to Savannah if something yeah, went wrong. Yeah, yeah. What did that? And even I don't mean? know what the contingency was. <laughs> to nobody. Yeah. Just, you know just what? Get him Sa- out of here. Savannah's a nice place. It's gonna be warm. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, in the factory there, that's where they... That's where they the, that's, package the stuff. Yes. And they ask to see where the stuff, the ingredients are mixed. And they're like, oh, no. That's top secret. That's a state secret. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't get to see where the stuff is mixed, but they go through, they, they see this thing, and they're like, all right, cool, and they get shuffled off to a motel. They're like, we, we got you a motel off-site. You can go there, and then you can come back. Yep. Oh, I love so, the motel scene. So this is the special motel room that they've prepared for them. Mm-hmm. They go in, and they're laying down, and one of the pillows is full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> full of a very special type of attack stuff. Attack stuff. That it's they, like a face hugger from yeah, Alien. It's, it's like face hugger stuff. Latches onto Moe's face, and uh, she's trying to get it off, and eventually ends up dumping lamp oil on it. Luckily, there's a there's a oil kerosene lamp. or yeah. oil lamp in the room. Uh that's where we learn that the stuff doesn't like fire. Most things don't. Yeah. Um, but she ends up burning that off his face. And what does he say after it gets off his face? I couldn't make out the line, but he's like, something, something, my face. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yep. But uh, but then the hillbilly who runs the hotel comes in. Why don't you leave us alone? Yeah, exactly. We just want to be stuffies in peace. And again, the stuff shows no differentiation between a person who is possessed by the stuff and a person who is not because the bed explodes pinning this guy up to the wall and it's like killing the guy who's already stuff. a stuffy yeah it's like why would you want to kill him he's on your side yep but uh it does and then moe's like fuck this i'm burning this hotel to the ground throws the rest of the lamp oil on it and then runs out the door i also fun fact read that this was the same room that was used in nightmare on elm street Yes, it is. Yes, yes, this was the this the is same the spinning, spinning room. room. Yep. yep, where the blood came out of Depp's bed, and also the same room from Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> they had a they had a spinning room. No, <laughs> I don't know if it was the same one. There's I hope only it is. one in Hollywood. I that think. would be amazing if it was <laughs> the same one. Actually, I honestly bet it was because yeah. they're all around the same time, and somebody built a giant fucking spinning room. I'm yeah, sure. use that shit, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now they take off for Georgia. 
So they've oh the we missed um the kid gets attacked by stuff oh, on the plane. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, pilot is a stuffy. I think is that how that happens? Or- no, the pilot gets attacked by stuff, and that guy who was from the post office is outside the window. Oh, that's right. And then stuff just starts pouring, pouring into, the, into the plane. So the kid runs away, and the kid just books it into the woods. Yeah, uh, then to meet up, up with the gas station attendant. He like runs into a cave and then comes out in the quarry. Yeah, well, there's this giant, really cool looking abandoned mill kind yeah. of thing, and that's where the kid discovers that the stuff is coming out of a giant lake in the ground. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and this is... I love this. I thought it looked so cool. So, it, when it bubbles... And the bubbling stuff pillars? Yeah, so the, there are little pillars that come out, and they're almost, like, almost humanoid-type shapes. So, as it bubbles up, you get these kind of, like, fungus, kind of, like... You can sense that it's sentient. Like, it's coming up and staying in a form, which I loved. Yep. I thought that was a cool idea. And, uh, so then, um, let's see, Mo and Julie show up. And Mo is strapped with, with explosives somehow. Yes. He's I got, don't know where he got them, he's but he's got He's activated C4 blobs, and, uh, and we find out that he's also, he stole a, uh, work suit. So yes. he can blend in with the workers there. So that he looks like all, a member of Devo. Yes. All the stuffies wear bright yellow Devo outfits. Yeah. And they're just pumping. They're all working in a coal mine. They're pumping tons of this stuff out of that, uh, the lake there. Yep. Oh, yeah, we glossed over the scene we were just talking about. The stupid kid hides in a tanker truck. <laughs> like, he jumps in a stuffed tanker truck, hides in there, and then gets shut in. Yeah. Like, wh- you know tanker trucks get filled, right, kid? Like, what the fuck were you thinking? So, anyway, one of the, tanker, kid. One of the tanker trucks goes to the stuff lake to get filled. Uh, Mo is infiltrating the stuff lake to try to steal a stuff truck. Was that the plan? Yes, or, he was going to blow up the quarry. He wants to blow up the quarry, and he wants to steal a, a a truck full of the stuff from this place. He thinks that that's going to prove something. I don't know what he mm-hmm. thinks it's going to prove. So Mo ends up finding the kid is in the stuff truck, which yes. is getting stuff pumped into it. And, <laughs> and so he he decides that that's the truck he's going to take. At least the kid calls himself out on his idiotess. He's like, oh, this was not a good idea. <laughs> no. Something like that. Like, what? Why did I get in here? And he was screaming at the stuff, and he was having like a, a shouting match with the stuff. Yeah, which it's is right, the only reason. Already. Which is the only reason that he got found. Kill so me, good. yogurt. <laughs> Stupid yogurt. <laughs> and so he steals that truck. Now, hmm. And they get away. I like the scene where they're driving through the small town. They're like, "Ooh, here's a town. I'm gonna bypass it. It's right. too small. It's too small. Stuff's got them already. You need to go to yep. a bigger city." Yeah, they keep and. Um, yeah, and this is... Oh, where are we? They go to the colonel's house. Yeah, this is when they meet Paul Sorvino. Yes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So this is... <laughs> what's funny about this is that I get this scene... I know this sounds insane. I get this scene confused with uh, 28 Days Later. Don't know why. The The scene when they're like... They have to get to the like... To that place, and it's like it always reminds me of the same thing. I can it's see like, that that's, now. Yeah. that's like the whatever the bunker or whatever yep. the hell they're like they're all holed up in. I equate those two places together for some reason. So Mo Mo knows of this crazy right wing colonel that lives in the middle of nowhere in a fortress. And We're has assuming his own it's militia. a militia, yeah. And uh, so he's like, "I'm going to see this guy. I know him. He does know me." Right. And uh, so he gets up there. He goes to meet the colonel. And uh, he explains to him that America's in danger. 
we need you to help save America. <laughs> and yep. I've got proof of you and a 17-year-old black girl. Yep. That's it. And that's the bribe. That's it. I guess he's, that's, like, he's like, whoop, okay. Well, no. I save mean, America, don't turn me in. No, because he's like, they already sent those tapes off. He also, he was like, uh, yeah, and I got fired just before they mailed those tapes to your wife. And I just want to say that the reason I know that is because I'm from the FBI. So I'm like, I'm, I'm giving oh. you my bona fides oh, by saying I, was, I know about oh, I you. Thought, I thought, okay, I missed that part. Uh, he, yeah. So I miss lots. That's, that's, already, <laughs> that's already water under the bridge yep. for him. It's like, I don't um, care. He's that, which is why he's like, I could push you off this thing and you'd land right about there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, I know. But, you know, remember how you were worried about the fluoride in the water? You yes. know what's really bad? <laughs> uh, turns out that there's something worse than fluoride in the water. And I also, I also got a... Um, so he, he tells Mo that he owns three radio, three radio stations. stations. I got such a Grand Theft Auto vibe off this guy. He just seems <laughs> like, like such a ridiculous character. Like, I know my army general lives in a fortress and he owns three radio stations. It just seems like a ridiculous Grand Theft mission. That, like, meet so the colonel. That's <laughs> go so play. good. <laughs> go drop off the tapes at three of his radio stations and steal his car. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> that, is a, that is a real video game mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and he also knows how to take out spots on every other radio station. So he's got like huge national coverage because he's buying up airtime on all all these other spaces somehow yep. to get this message out across the country. Yep. So they they leave this place and they go to Paul Sorvino's radio station and they start uh they get ready to get all this done and then Chocolate, Chocolate Chip, Chip Charlie Charlie's shows back. Up. Yep. But he's been stuffified. Yes. Well we don't know that yet. But he's right. all about he's all about spreading the word too. He wants to get this so they Put him into the booth where he grabs Julie and proceeds yeah. for the for one of the most iconic moments of the film. Absolutely. Where his mouth opens about two feet wide and he just starts vomiting. Yeah. Super stuff. Yep. And I... Oh, my God. So... The effect looks fake. Yes. I mean, there's no sugarcoat in that. But no. it looks awesome. But it like, looks really cool. <laughs> his whole face is contorted. His mouth is opening up so wide. You see, like, so deep into his... Yeah. The sides of his mouth and the roof of his mouth just look so awesome. It's creepy and weird, and I love it. Um, I feel like this could be this could be way too much, but I still feel like this scene influenced aliens. Like, I think that Cameron probably saw this scene because the... Closed in the room, mm-hmm. like the bulletproof glass on the outside, the two people, the kid and the <laughs> the person behind there, and they're being traumatized, and somebody's trying to smash through this yep. impermeable wall. It's so much like the scene where the you know, the face hugger is in there with Newt and Ripley. Yes, yes. And it's like, oh, this was a year and a half before that. Huh. Weird. That's cool. <laughs> I bet you're right. You know, I mean it's a it's, it's kind of generic. Yeah. I, could, I could see how those two things could yeah. happen simultaneously. I just want to live in a world where Cameron based that on on that scene. It would make me feel great if he was like, oh, yeah. And I based that scene on the nah, stuff. Totally bit Cohen. <laughs> yeah. You know, he likes shitty movies. Mm-hmm. He's definitely been... He hangs out with the, the low-budget crowd. He's no... You know, he's not so fancy-schmancy until later on. Yeah. <laughs> until he started going IMAX and Avatar and... Ugh. Man, he used to make such good movies. 
What is he? What? Piranha 2, Terminator, Terminator 2. It's so good. They're all so good. Oh, man. Okay, so... Yeah, so we've are we this is basically the the denouement. This is the mm-hmm. this is the end of the whole movie. This is like and also I like I like the way that it changes narrative styles. Yes. In another like Stephen King move where you're like totally same narrative and then it's just like from out of nowhere. By the way, we're switching to a documentary style for yep. 22 seconds and then to we're our, back to where our ad advertisement lady Julie yeah. there, she is making an apology, or, or she's filling us in. They 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 went over the airwaves telling people to burn the stuff, and she and comes burn back the and stuff like, they did, and they listened. <laughs> and people were having stuff burning parties in the street. <laughs> they just got this footage of <laughs> a giant ass mountain of stuff cans being flamed. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so that was the. Uh, but so then we go, we meet the executives. Then yeah, I love this scene, man. This is the best. And so they they've got their stuff all burnt. They're ruined. Uh, Mo and um, the, kid, the kid Joseph or whatever sure, his name is comes back and and they're confronting them. And they're being just like, so <laughs> we killed your stuff. We we broke the thing. And they're just like, ah, oh, there's another lake of stuff. Doesn't matter. We got stuff seeping out of the earth everywhere. Plus, coming out this fall, we've got the, the taste. taste. And it looks just like a stuff thing. And they say that it's only got 12% of the stuff in it. So it won't control your mind. Yeah, but you'll still want to eat a bunch of it. <laughs> and Mo and the kid are just like, fuck no. Nope. So they pull out a case of the stuff, and they sit these guys down, and they're just like, eat. <laughs> eat, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, eat until I tell you to stop eating. Mm-hmm. And then they finally eat until they can't stop eating, and they're just like stuffing their face with the stuff. Mm-hmm. and. And, uh, of course, they're going to melt at some point, and it's going to be great. Uh, and that's their revenge, is to get them addicted to stuff. And they called the cops on them, too, which I found kind of odd. Like, what are the co- like? I don't know. How are you going to charge that? Like, these guys knew this stuff was brain-eating? Or? Yeah, I, I really don't know. The cops because... come and seemed weird. Weird touched. It seemed like a fine enough Tales from the Crypt ending just to be yeah, like, Yeah, to just be like, by the way, you're now going to... You're a stuffy now. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah very strange. And then there's a second ending pegged on top of this, where this was a fine ending, but then we get we get a cut Classic to... Classic Cohen yeah, joke ending. Where now people are smuggling the stuff, and now there's an underground drug trade. The van trade. pulls up, the, the, the guy comes out, cuts the case open, and then, and then puts it on his mouth, like, like tasting like, cocaine. Tasting like, coke. oh, he's like, yeah, it's jet. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. Legitimate stuff. Cut the credits. Yep. Uh, so now there's underground stuff smuggling. Yeah, for the sequel, for the inevitable sequel to the stuff that this movie is primed for a remake. Remake? I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I want it. Oh. I'm just saying that I would not be surprised if this movie got remade within the next three years. I would be surprised. Really? I don't, I don't think it's going to. I think they'd make a blob remake before this. Oh, man. I feel like this one is like. I, feel I like, think it's too weird. It it's, might be too weird. I mean, despite you saying it mainstream in the beginning, I think it's too much of an oddball movie. Like, it is a very oddball movie. You don't know where it's... It's got Paul Sorvino in it. Yeah. I, I like this I like this kind of movie a lot because you don't know where it's going. You, you know what I mean? And where it goes is places you'd never predict. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're never going to predict like, oh, I'm just going to go to my secret army guy oh in the castle God. in the field, friend. So much. And there's so much nonsense. I mean, yeah, because 
Oh, I mean, we we skipped over the part where he got the the militia to go and actually infiltrate the castle, the uh, yeah. the factory, and just shoot everybody. Oh, yep. And then the stuff escapes out of all of their bodies, leaving a bunch of husks behind. Mm-hmm. But uh, can't spoil everything. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's so weird. It's it's a well-made movie, but it is it's so much different than an exploitation movie. Yeah. Like it's and it's, it's different than a lot of the stuff. That and it's do. not just a horror movie. No, nope. it's not just a comedy. It's got, it's definitely a dark comedy. Yeah, I would say. It, I don't. But it has pure horror elements to it. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. I feel like it's more of a, a social commentary movie that uses horror. Mm-hmm. I think that he just. I think that he started with social commentary and built on top of that. Well, what I love about Larry Cohen movies so much is his ability to take something so fucking ludicrous yes like take the it's alive trilogy where it's like a woman gives birth to a killer baby and it slaughters everybody but the mother and runs away and then they're trying to find this killer infant (laughs) but they treat it so seriously and it becomes this great psychodrama of what happens to a family that gives birth to a killer infant and how they're going to live their life and protect their son from the knowledge and like it's you've got every cop in the city looking for a killer baby but it's so serious Q Q is the same thing same thing like great police procedural it just feels like like, it's like Serpico with a giant dragon it's like Law and Order with a dragon (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's great it's great police procedural movie trying to find out who's murdering in the city but it's a flying dragon that lives in a nest in the Chrysler building Uh, yeah it's it's so weird to it's weird to do a movie that I have absolutely no problems with anything in. Yep. Like it's weird mo- to try to talk about it. This movie's a bit sillier than those ones, but it's That's still ha- it's still handled seriously in that well thought out. It is. It's not like trauma esque at all. No. Nope. For, for like a trauma esque concept when you're thinking about killer how, yogurt. Considering the like the distended face cadaver things. Yep. That are like real. You it's know, a seriously Fangoria well bait. done movie about killer yogurt. Uh, <laughs> it's. One of the best killer yogurt films <laughs> of my lifetime. Uh, Michael Moriarty in it is excellent. Yeah, lo- he always is. He always is. In this movie, he shines. I love the character of Mo Rutherford so much. Yep. He's great. One of my faves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, is that enough? I think that's enough. <laughs> I mean, enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the Funbox Monster podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying... You know, when we do movies that we love 100%, it's very difficult to, to do anything but just kind of, hey, gush. hey, this movie, I love that part. So, hey, what yeah. about this? So this is my love letter to the stuff and Larry Cohen. And luckily, we're doing a movie that's somewhere in between next week. So, well, <laughs> it's not, not 100% on my, on my love list, but it does take place in Maine. So it's kind of supposedly takes place in Maine. So what are we doing? It's in my heart. It's Ooh. a little movie. Called the prophecy. Ah, the prophecy. It's yeah, we're been gonna, fulfilled. Yeah, we're gonna get Damien back, and we're gonna talk prophecy. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so uh, Damien Maffe from Strangers Pray at Night is gonna be here to talk about the prophecy with us. Uh, it's so weird too, because he just always wears that fucking mask. I know, <laughs> just wherever he goes. <laughs> I've gotten used to it, but I can see how it would be disturbing to some people. <laughs> He's he is a hundred percent convinced. By the way. That he's going to get the rights to make a Jason movie using uh, fake Jason. Oh, from Friday Five. Yeah, because because the rights are different, and yep. so he's like really pitching to try to to try to get a, a Friday Five. <laughs> That'd be great, man. Like extension of the <laughs> the yep. Friday universe. <clears throat> 
More power to him. I hope yeah. it happens. All right. So that's uh, next week. Tune in for the prophecy. Tune in for the prophecy. I promise there'll be more to talk about. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Have a great night. Peace.